Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you may be in the world on today. Hello and greetings to each of you. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I'm a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. So I invite you to walk with me on today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to be love in action. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the Being Love in Action podcast this week. I'd like to welcome again all of you, all of my returning listeners. We are so excited that you decided to come back again this week. And for all of you who may be first time listeners and you say, man, what is this podcast all about? So we thank you as well for tuning in for the first time and and saying, listen, I just want to check out the Being Love in Action podcast. I pray that today has already been a day that has been filled with uh, the joy of the Lord. I know on yesterday, there were many things that happened in families all over the world where tragedy struck. Um, There were beautiful celebrations as far as, you know, births of children and maybe graduations or great news. But we know in the midst of everything, there's a song that says, There's joy and there's pain. And many times in our lives, sometimes we experience them uh, simultaneously. And sometimes in our emotions and in our own human uh, frailty, we can't handle um, the realities of what we experience. Amen. And so on today, I want to encourage us with the word that's going to encourage us through the word of God. And we're going to look at Psalms 34. And this week is a little bit different because I'm going to actually read the text, the entire text. And I'm not going to necessarily uh, exegete the text this morning because I think that the word of God can speak for itself. And so I'm going to allow the word to speak, but I'm going to also give a commentary, amen, of what this word is about and, and how we can just take this word digested and learn from the author of this psalm, which was King David. Amen. Today, I want to read to you Psalms 34. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation. Amen. And the word of the Lord says, I will extol the Lord at all time. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And in that sentence, fear means to reverence him 
and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you, his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and then pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, this word empowered me and encouraged me this morning. As I prepare for the podcast, I say, God, what is it you have for me today? And like I've explained to you, sometimes he'll give me a word. He'll prepare uh, my heart for a word a week in advance. Sometimes he'll, he'll do it, you know, depending on if it's a, a series, he'll give it to me maybe months in advance. And then sometimes he'll give it to me, you know, the week of. And then sometimes he'll give it to me that day. And he's even changed it from something he had already prepared to something he'll give me the day that day and that's why it's important to understand that we have to always be in 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 tune with God through prayer and listening to his voice um, when he's speaking because see God is all-knowing as a vessel of God and as as believers in Christ and many of us vessels of God we don't know what's happening with our brothers and sisters for those who are believers amen and so God does And he's very mindful of us. And so God is mindful to every person that is listening to this podcast today. He knew exactly what you needed to hear. It wasn't Kenya that knew. It was God that knew. Because again, this was a word that he gave me today. As I sat in my prayer closet and as I was praying and just preparing my heart just uh, for the day. And then God began to speak to me in reference to the podcast on today. He knew, he knew that there was someone that needed to be encouraged and and the encouragement needed to come through the story of David in Psalm 34. So what am I saying? If you've listened to the podcast before, I normally won't read the entire text. Um, I read just the entire text of Psalm 34. Again, I don't have to exegete the text. Meaning, for those who don't understand what that means, it means to basically break it down, give the biblical uh, truth of this text. 
I don't have to do that because it was very self-explanatory. And many times I tell people they try to make the word more difficult than what it is. Read it and God will give you understanding. But today God did something different. He said, you're going to read it. And after you read it, you're going to tell the people why this text is so powerful. Why is this text so powerful? You're asking. Let me share with you. When David, the psalmist who wrote this text, when he wrote this, he had already been anointed as the king. Amen. But he was not operating in that position. At the time, Saul, was, who was the first king of Israel, was still king. And if you read the story, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from 1 Samuel, the 20th, 21st chapter, is the setup for the writing of Psalm 34. Again, 1 Samuel, 21st chapter. This is where David pinned this text in Psalm 34. This is where his experience came from. And so here in the text, David was at a time in his life that he was appointed to be the second king of Israel. Uh, king Saul who was the king at the time God was no longer pleased with him in the Bible if you read the story he had taken his uh, anointing from David because David operated as a king but then he forgot that he was a king under the leadership of God and as a result of his ego and pride he lost the respect of his position and who he was serving and who gave him the power. Amen. And so as a result, God uh, allowed a new king to become anointed through the house of Jesse. David's father was Jesse. And if you know the story or read the story, uh, Jesse paraded all of his sons in front of the priest. Who was Samuel. And Samuel went to anoint at the house of Jesse and then he said, do you have another son? Because all of the sons he had paraded in front of him were not worthy. Amen. They were not the ones that God had spoken to the, the priest about and said, this is the one. And the priest Samuel said to the prophet said to Jesse, who is David's father, do you have any other sons? And he says, yes, I have a son, David, but he is just a shepherd. I want to encourage someone today that no matter what your station in life is, maybe you are a real shepherd. I know that we have listeners all over the world and, 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 and maybe you are a shepherd. Maybe you are a farmer. Maybe you are um, someone who works in agriculture. Amen. That is the way that your family provides for your not only your family but your community amen maybe you're not a shepherd in in the reality of realness maybe you are uh, a janitor maybe you are a, a worker at walmart or a retail business right why am i calling these kind of jobs out i believe that every profession is worthy of respect and honor every person that gets up every morning or every night or whatever your schedule is to provide for their family is worth honor and respect but because we live in a society where people put uh equate your worthiness to a title or what you do here the word of god 
uh, uh, literally dispels that that belief because here was David. His father didn't even believe that he was worthy to be a king. He didn't even bring him with all of the other sons. I'm speaking to someone today that has been counted out by your family. You are considered the black sheep. Maybe they say you'll never amount up to anything. Can I share this story with you as I encourage you on today and let you know that in God's sight, everyone is worthy. Everyone has a purpose and a place. Amen. And so David, uh, who was not taken to be part of the selection process, uh, he was the one that was looked at as not being worthy. And then the prophet of God says, uh, none of these sons that you've paraded in front of me is the one. He said, do you have another son? Why would he say that? Because he knew that the God that he served had to show him someone else in the house of Jesse. And so he continued to have a dialogue with Jesse. And then Jesse said, yeah, I have one more son. He's a shepherd. And then Samuel, he didn't wait for Jesse to call King David. David at the time, he wasn't anointed the king. He went out to meet him. Let me tell you something. God will cause someone to come out and meet you and bless you right where you are. Wherever you are in your station in life, never count yourself out because God will send someone to you to bless you. So Samuel goes out to the pastures where David was working and he sees David and he knows God said it is he. This is the setup of Psalms 34. So David is now crowned. Uh, he's anointed king. And uh, as he's anointed king, uh, 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 David's life begins to change. But it, it hadn't changed in the natural yet, but it was changed in the spiritual. I want you to hear me today. Many of us, our changes have already come uh, in the spirit realm. Remember the word of God says that every blessed thing has already been done in the, in the heavens. So some of us are already walking in purpose. Some of us are already walking in the anointing of God, but we have not seen the manifestation in the natural. Can I encourage you today to keep your eyes focus on the promises of God for your life. So here is David being crowned anointed king, not crowned physically, but anointed spiritually. And he has a relationship with the son of Saul. Now I want you to understand that Saul despised David in his heart. When he realized who David was, he began to despise David. He had no reason to despise him. As a matter of fact, when he originally called David into his house, remember David played instruments and he was able to soothe uh, 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 the restless soul of Saul and, and he did not like David. Can I tell you that there will be people that God will send you in the midst of that will not like you for no reason. You don't have to do anything wrong. You just have to be who you are in the spirit of God and they will not like you. How did, how did Saul uh, uh, know that something was different about David, can I share something with you? The man of God, remember that Saul did walk with God and he was an anointed of God, but he was in trouble now because he was out of the will of God in, in, his, in his operating as the king. He still knew who God was. He still had a relationship. Can I say that he still was not aware? Absolutely. 
He knew that David was coming to take his place. Instead of maybe training him or or embracing him, here is the flesh. The flesh saw him as a threat. I'm talking about Saul. People will see you as a threat even though you're coming to bless them. Amen. So here is the thing. And this is what I want you to get from from this encouragement this morning. David had a relationship with Saul's son. And that relationship with his son was was uh, his son, Jonathan. And David and Jonathan were like brothers. They became best of friends. They had a, a real down tight relationship. And if you read in 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 first uh, Samuel 19, it talks about how Samuel was so angry. And he said to Jonathan and his 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 um He said to Jonathan and his servants, his attendants, he said, I want you to kill David. This was in 1 Samuel chapter 19. And so Jonathan in in 1 Samuel chapter 20, Jonathan warns David. He tells David, listen, my dad wants to kill you. He's going to set it up when you come sit at the table. So I need you to leave. He said, but I'm going to warn you. I'm, I'm going to have I'm going to shoot some arrows out and I'm going to have this child, this boy come out. And and if you hear me say certain words, then, you know, it's safe to come out. But if I say another set of words, then it means you need to keep running because it's no longer safe here. My father wants to kill you. And he knew that warning David would cause a riffle between his father and himself. But Jonathan was willing to take that relationship break or problem within the relationship that he would have to face with his father because he knew he was doing the right thing. Some of us need to be mindful that we need to do the right things. Yes, maybe we'll disappoint our parents. Maybe we'll disappoint even our spouses or our friendships. But sometimes we got to do the right thing. We need to do the right thing all the time. So here was was Jonathan. He says to him, I'm going to warn you. So he does exactly what he says. And he warns David. And David flees to the city of Gath. So now where am I going? You may say, where are you going, woman of God? Here is the, the ending of this story. See, now that David has ran away from Saul because he knows that Saul wants to kill him. He runs to the city of Geth and Geth is a major Philistine city. Remember, the Philistines are the arch enemies of Israel. If you're not familiar with the story of David killing Goliath, Goliath was a Philistine. The Philistines sung of the songs of David killing thousands and tens of thousands. So David runs to a place where if you're honest, he could be killed. It would be glorified if someone would take the life of David, the one Great David who killed the giant 
Philistine Goliath. And so he runs to Gath and, and the king etches who is the arch enemy, he sees David and he's wondering, why are you bringing this man to me? The first thing he thought about, he said, now, it, I, I know that if he's running to me, then there must be an issue with King Saul. And, and, and this is a way that I can come in and destroy uh, uh, firsthand, get information from David and find a way to destroy Israel. And as David was presented to King, the king, there were some around him that, that, that noticed David. And he said, this is the king. This is the one who killed thousands and tens of thousands. And as, as they began to say that, David realized that he was in a very peculiar place. Because now he was in a place in the very presence of his enemies that could stamp out his life immediately. Because even though he was there looking for a, a, a refuge, there was still a, a, a bitter taste that had been left in the mouth of the Philistines because of his actions of killing thousands and tens of thousands. And so David here, uh, uh, who could have been seen, who was seen originally as a, a benefit, he also made the king nervous. Amen. Because at the same time, he could have been a, 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 a seen as a defector and a benefactor to the, the, the country or the city of Gath. He was also deemed an enemy. And in that moment, he began, the word of God says, he pretended to be insane because it was custom not to harm mentally unstable people. Isn't that amazing that even now when you understand, even in biblical times, that people who were considered men mentally unstable were not to be harmed. But we live in a world, especially in a country now, where people who are mentally unstable are gunned down, held captive. But even the evil ones, those who were not of God, had enough decency to not deal harshly or even kill someone who was mentally unstable. That's just a nugget. I'll leave that there. And so then David pins Psalm 34. He talks about, he says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cries. He said, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. David was fleeing for his life. He had been in a place where he could have been killed, but God heard him. He said, even the righteous may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from them all. I share with you on today that God will deliver you today. If you believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he was raised from the dead, the word of God said, you will be saved. A simple prayer of repentance is all that it takes. And then it, 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 it must be a heartfelt belief thing. The Bible says we all fall short of the glory of God. But listen, I say to you and I encourage you today. 
Psalm 34 is a psalm of encouragement. So I say today, be encouraged. For the Lord is with you. Be encouraged for the Lord is with you. If you're dealing with grief and the loss of loved one, be encouraged for the Lord is with you. He says the Lord in Psalms 34 and 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Be encouraged for the Lord is with you. I thank you on today for listening to the Being Love in Action podcast. And remember, starting this month and month of July, we will be picking some of our podcast listeners with a wonderful, we will be picking listeners and we will uh, be blessing you with a wonderful gift for our first year anniversary that's coming up September 27th. So listen, the gifts will be mailed out in October, but we're right now, we're asking all of our listeners and we're going to leave the contact information in the description, Podbean, as well as iTunes. So listen, if you subscribed, which is free, we need you to make sure you're subscribed and we want you to share with us your top three episodes and we want you to share how this podcast has been a blessing to you. Again, we have some wonderful, wonderful gifts that we will be mailing out to everyone and uh, who is chosen. And uh, we're giving you three months. Amen. So we thank God for each and every one of you. I thank you. I pray that each one of you have been blessed as a result of this podcast on today. Remember to give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. God bless you. And until next week, we'll see you again. Bye-bye.